Hi, Josh. <laughs> Josh, you wearing what it do, boo? True. I dig your weirdness. I want some more of it. I want to see more of it. I want to feel more of it. Oh my god. Welcome to the Josh Waring podcast. We appreciate you listening. Merci. Welcome back to another live episode of SMV Radio. We have a wonderful show planned with some amazing guests, one of which is backstage and a bit of an accomplished content creator. Very proud of him. So we're going to see what he got planned for the future in a little bit. But one of the things that I appreciate the most about this platform is just a space for men to be men, which I think is not only needed right during this time and in life, right? But also it is required for men to be men because part of being a man, you have to observe other men be men as well. So that's how you're able to define what a man in your own masculine means to you. So this is one of the fairy things I love about SMV radio, it's pretty amazing. So the first question we have for the show is what do women bring to the table pretty uh divisive question right however if we're speaking as men we're not saying anything directly to offend anyone right we're just speaking facts plainly because this is how men process information so some ladies may be offended by the content and ladies that's your choice but it's not created with any malice it's just to speak facts plainly and if you're actually listening it may help you so what do women bring to the table if you select the right one peace and quiet elegance nurturing cooperative self-aware just to name a few and of course they would have a divine body which means it's a god-given body and earned from blessings at the gym but we are going to examine what exactly is required to lock down gentlemen of high value. So our first gentleman of high value is none other than Big Mike. What up, my bro? Yo, my guy, Josh, what's going on, sir? Having fun. This is going to be a great, this is going to be a very interesting show. So I, 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 I cannot wait. Well, I'm looking forward to it myself, you know, always willing to, you know, give my two cents and, and, and help out. You know, now, I love the absolutely so big mike as always i appreciate you being here but for those who don't know about you could you let them know about your prowess with women because i know this because i hear the stories at the barbershop but for those who don't know let them know about your uh ability 
ability. <laughs> um, a I set mean, of uh, well, a very special set of skills. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you notice know also from your several podcasts we've been on or whatever like that as well. So there's different, you know, old story times with Miguel, right? But mm-hmm. um, you know, I mean, I'm I'm um, I'm in mid thirties right now, so I guess over the uh, over the years, you know, I've had uh, different experiences throughout, you know. Um, in almost every scenario, you know, I've, I've lived with women. I was married at one point. Um, I've, uh, had some longer term relationships, some shorter term, um, you know, some dated, I've been, a <laughs> what did, what did I say? Uh, award winning, uh, <laughs> Academy, <laughs> Academy award winning, uh, side dude, you know, at certain times. Exactly. Uh, and for, for the young brothers, could you let, them know how important that experience is, especially with your logical decision making for partners. Um, I think it's very important. I think I think we learn from all of our experiences. I think that you know the fact that you know, like you and I, or or or, or KG or Luton, or whoever's on the show. I think the fact that we've um, been with different type of not just women, but different type of scenarios. You know what I'm saying? I think it brings just um that more knowledge that the young brothers can take and say like we've been here before we've dealt with it i often used to say like every time i date a woman i've been with you before you just had a different name and a different face because a lot of times there's similar scenarios and stuff like that you've already experienced and whatnot so absolutely and i guess what i really enjoy about this aspect right here is that we get to share this information with the younger brothers because the information that I know now after my experiences, I was like, yo, if I knew this consciously and was acting upon it and, and executing the information I learned be completely different. Oh, a hundred percent, man. I was saying every time I see a, a meme, every time I see uh something and whatnot, I always, I kind of say this used to be me and it's so, and I, and I read it and I say, wow, like, I was operating so wrong in my past. Now I've of course gained the knowledge now, but again, it definitely helps you, uh, you know, become a different man. You know, as you get older, you learn from certain mistakes and and you just operate and move differently. I would say. Absolutely. And I think that's key, especially in terms of your self-development, you know, from a young man to a man and then, you know, on forth, I think it's incredibly important for that development. Yeah, but I think what we're trying to do is um, give the younger brothers the advice so they don't have to go through kind of the uh, the hard the, the hardships part of that aspect. So that way, you know, they can kind of you know uh, uh, not alleviate from that and just move forward stuff like that. Absolutely, and just to play devil's advocate, right? One may argue that it might be necessary for them to go through those experiences, and you know essentially learn from failure so i I understand that perspective as well but i guess i still think it would be prudent to have the information kind of like knowing two plus two equals four as long as you know this fact i think that'll help you be more successful in the long run correct like did you have to do it does the person have to you know go live let's say and the projects of roaches and rats, you know, from a, what your what your parents or grandparents did to be able to be appreciate success later in life, they don't. They can still be successful. So I think, but they can learn from their parents and grandparents without having to experience it themselves. I feel like. Absolutely. So we're gonna have one of our favorite comedians 
Dr. Patrice O'Neill, RIP him. He's going to have, absolutely, and full of an abundance of wisdom. So one of the questions he had for ladies was interesting, which essentially inspired this topic here. So we're going to watch the clip and then get back to it. And the only reason you get that we don't go get the fuck out of here is because you, you, women are the worst terrorists there are. Worse than Al-Qaeda, because this is what y'all do. You hold a pussy hostage and threaten to kill it if we don't listen to your horrendous nonsense. And you make it read a letter. The pussy be reading the letter. Please. Please listen to a story where she's going to kill me and you'll never see me again. Look at him, look at him, look, 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 look. This posture, this ain't good when girls do this. Girls do that. He hates women. He hates women. Somebody got to tell you. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. Here's a question. Here's a good, serious question. Okay, ladies, if you didn't have a vagina, like, say it was a terrible train accident, right? And the doctor was like, we have to remove your pussy right away. Or you're gonna die. How would you keep your man past, you get a two month guilty, I can't leave the bitch right away because she just lost a pussy in a train accident. <laughs> can't just walk right out on her. How would you keep your man past that if you didn't have a vagina? Wow. Nothing? You can talk. You can talk. Suck his dick. Okay. Mouth. Asshole. Okay. Great. Do you see what I'm saying? Now, I've been getting pussy beamed the whole show, right? But I give women the opportunity to say, I'm gonna make myself worth more. But you just classified yourself as a series of holes. But, <laughs> but I, you know, I'm, I'm supposed to treat you special, but you're just a bunch of holes to yourself. No one said learn how to play Xbox, learn how to play pool, <laughs> tell better stories, get another bitch that got a pussy to come on in. Well, look, whatever. Plus, and there we go, because I think that is incredibly wise question to ask. Like, ladies, if you did not have your nether regions, right, how would you actually attract a man and or keep a man? And this is a very intuitive question to ask men, because men will think about it logically, like, wait a minute. That's that's a fantastic question. And when usually going through those experiences that Miguel brought up, you're not always thinking about it in that perspective. So from your perspective, Mike, what do you think ladies bring to the table? Well, I think the more question is what do we want them to bring to the table, right? So absolutely. I think, uh, yeah. So, so I think that um, what we want. Okay. So I think that 
to Patrice's point, I think we want more than what's in between their legs and whatnot. That will not keep a man. It may get him at the moment if he's a, you know, a man who thinks with his, his nether regions or whatever, but it likely still won't keep him. We want, um, we want support, right? We want, um, that's number one. We want uh, thoughtfulness. We want to be um, treated as the uh, the lead. We want submissiveness, stuff like that. Um, we want um, to feel like a, a, a woman is um, just I, I, overall, you know, making life easier as we do our job as men. Right. So the question you always ask yourself is, you know, as a man, for me, like I've been with a girl who only was really providing that. Right. And at the end of the day, when things were going downhill, as I'm with her and I'm like, I'd ask myself, I said, what are you actually going to improve my quality of life? Right. Because if you're only providing me that and that's all you're good for, then I can get that anywhere or I don't have to have it at all. And whatnot. So eventually, I actually want to believe in her because that's the question: What are you doing? Are you helping me realize my dreams? Are you pushing me to um, realize my dreams? Are you building a foundation with me? Are you are you being a team with me? All those things, I feel like, is what we what we want. So. And conversely, this is why observation and being self aware are so important because then you can also ask the questions: Is she holding me back? Correct. And then those well, are the things, those are the questions that you're really not going to think about, especially if coitus is involved. I, I agree. Especially if, 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 if you allow that to be the forefront or the, uh, the crux of your relationship, stuff like that. Um, <laughs> you know, we can't always be chasing it even when we got it right. Like, you know, and like I said, it's gotta be just, just more than that, especially at the, again, we're a certain age gentleman, so I think we look at it differently. But even as a younger person, you know, you could be a person going to school, trying to realize your dreams, be successful and whatnot. Like, same thing can apply. Like, what are you, how are you helping, you know, benefit my life in any way? Are you just providing me this only? So, or, to your point, are you holding me back? Mm, absolutely. And again, this is all things to logically think about. Because this is the thesis of what we're trying to impress upon the, the younger generation is to be aware with the, the big brain up here. Because that's your most powerful tool in any, any given situation. Your ability to essentially perceive facts and logic in real time and then being able to make an applicable action that is appropriate. And usually when emotions get involved, that, that logic, there's the disconnect in the brain, especially in the male brain, especially when sex is involved. Yeah, we often, you know, especially at a younger age, we feel like that we have to constantly pursue it. And, you know, I feel like that, like, kind of like we have to do things, even though it's out of our logical brain or... Uh, out of our nature to make sure that we get that right so we may think yo i need to work these many hours to save for this yada 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 but she's like listen i i want you to come over today can you take off and as a younger person you're like you know what i'm taking off i'm gonna get that <laughs> so i think that again 
we're not thinking. And then you want the woman who's like, right? So, you know, uh, 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 moving forward. You want the woman who's like, no, work what you got to work because I know what you're trying to do. I will still get, I'll, I'll see you soon enough, but do what you got to do. Not the woman who like, you know, well, you got to get it now or you ain't getting it. See, that's what I'm saying. That's what you got to think about what woman do you have? Stuff like that. Absolutely. And then this is why I think understanding your value as a as a gentleman is so important because you'll make decisions based upon excuse me based upon how you view yourself so if you view yourself in a certain light you might be you might be choosing to i guess essentially date down on purpose because you think that's all you can get unfortunately right and then i look at you know memes like this courtesy of poetic charm dating of course and this is how it really be, right? A man has to have a house, a car, and money to be with me. And the gentleman asks, but what are you bringing to the table, your grace? And she says, another man's kids. And sometimes if your value isn't, if you're not aware of your value, then you might enter that situation and be like, hey, that, that's the best I can do. Let me, uh, <laughs> let me see what it's like. I think that's the transition that has happened over the last 15, 20 years that men, you know, have have essentially, you know, they're saying, look, you're you're the prize, but I'm the prize too. Right? So I'm taking away from you, but I'm also a prize myself. I'm a catch myself and whatnot. I'm a good dude, whatever it is. So it's not gonna be a one-way street. Where I think before it was almost like she's always the prize. So you always have to be doing all these things to make sure that you're able to catch her, so to speak, but not allow her to also catch you. Absolutely. And we have another guest who just arrived who is also pretty cool and lived in some of the coolest cities in America. So without further ado, welcome to the stage, Jared. <laughs> how you guys how you doing over there? Man, it's going well out in here out here in Texas. It's a little bit rainy, but you know what? We got nice weather. It's about 80 degrees out, so you know. Yeah, not bad. Not bad at all. So, Jared, for those who don't know. When you think about what you would want, as Miguel rephrased the question, what would you want a young lady to bring to the table in your life? So, and I, I think I've talked about this before, but I really want somebody that's equally yoked with me. Um, somebody who maybe not is matches me in all places, but in terms of uh where they are in life and they feel they are in their life, they're kind of in the same position. Uh, so I feel like I'm in a pretty good position in my life where I'm growing and I'm constantly growing and I'm constantly reaching goals and I have goals uh, where I can continue to move forward towards. And I'm, all, I'm so that means I'm looking for a woman who also has goals and who's also meeting her goals and trying to get farther in life because then I don't have to sit there and motivate somebody. So I'm looking for somebody who's looking for maybe not the same things as me, but as just as motivated as motivated as me. And that makes, that makes things easy. Absolutely. Because it actually complements your energy, your focus and your ambition, which is great. That's to me, that's uh that's peace of mind for a man. What do you think, big Mike? 
I mean, I think, I mean, I didn't mention that in my uh, soliloquy earlier, but I do think as well, someone equally yoked, having the same mindset, I feel like is is more so. Same mindset, uh, same, like you said, same type of goals. Um, if you're a person who wants to constantly uh, grow and achieve things, you can have a person who wants to stand still without ambition. You have to have those equal quality absolutely because if you're if you're someone who's incredibly ambitious and you're putting in you know 60 to 80 hour work weeks and unfortunately your significant other might be someone who's you know laying in bed all day and binging netflix or whatever streaming service you want to choose it's kind of like we're, we're kind of going in different directions um yeah I, yeah for real and i think i've been there before and well, I have been there before. <laughs> Nothing. You know, with, you know, you've been there before. Oh, I, I definitely yeah, been there for sure. A couple times, actually. <laughs> but, but the hard thing is, somebody can't understand you if they haven't been where you've been. Mm. Um, and there's always like, I forgot his name, but there's this book called The Third Option. It talks about in groups and out groups. And you want to be with somebody in your in group that understands you and understands what you're going through and what you're doing, or at least motivates you. Um, here's the thing. If you have somebody, if you're looking for somebody and you find somebody who has is goal oriented and that has achieved all their goals, it might still work. But if I'm working harder than somebody else is working, I can also say I might get a little bit jealous and there might be a little bit of tension that's caused in there. And, it might not be from her. It might just be the fact that, dang, I got to go to work every day. If she's not working, how's that going to work for, for me? And as a man, that's kind of hard sometimes. Uh, be it like, I mean, we're not just talking about financially, but what's going on in life where she can do more than I can, or she has the ability to hang out and spend time and do all these things while I'm working super hard. And, not being married it, yet, that means it's it's something I'm looking at. It's one of those aspects I'd look for constantly. Somebody who is going to be working as hard as I am, even if they don't work as many hours, if they're working as hard or as motivated as I am, then we can make I can make it work. But if you're kind of just like, hey, want to do a nine to five? You make you do all the work, the hard work, and I just want to take care of the kids. I'm not really one of those guys. <laughs> That's not me. I mean, that makes sense. You got to find somebody who's equal to you, you know. And if that's gonna, and I think the other way it happens too. I think, um, you know, not only will you start looking at her a certain way because she's not working as hard as you, but she might try to, you know, force you to come come along, come, come to the dark side, right? And say, why are you working so hard? You should be home with me and stuff like that. So it can also go, you know, that way as well, if that's the type of, you know, relationship that so, you have. So Chloe saying kids are hard work. And I said, I'm not saying that kids aren't hard work. Um, what I'm saying right there, just, so, just to make, just to clarify is, if I'm looking at somebody and I'm looking at how hard they work right now, I completely believe that if you are a hardworking person, then you'd be able to take care of kids and put a lot of a lot of work into them. And if you're working in the business world or wherever world you're in and you're hardworking, that's great. But if you're really lazy, I can't like, and you just want to just relax all the time. 
I can't expect you to take really good care of my kids also. I just, I, that's just what I've seen is I've seen a lot of friends who travel a lot and unfortunately they didn't expect how much work they were going to have when they had kids and they kind of neglect their kids. Hmm. Yeah, that's, that's a fair point. And I would say that's very true. And even without kids, the same parameters can still apply. And then it's kind of like, what's, what's the, uh, what's the rationale now if there's no kids? What do you think, Big Mike? That's very interesting. I never looked at it like, like he's saying, like, you know, if you look at a person from, uh, a younger or a different part of life when they have no kids and look at their work ethic, um, that can almost let you know what kind of mom or wife they would be and stuff like that. I never even thought about that aspect of it. You know? so I think it's interesting. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and, yeah. And go, go ahead, Jared. Oh, no, I was just going to say, like, your work ethic will stay constant. If you are a hard worker, it doesn't matter. If you, if you love something, you're going to put a lot of work into it. And if you love your kids and you want to be a stay at home mom, I'm not saying you can't, especially if we're married. If, if that's what you want to do, we'll work it out. If you put a lot of work into everything to get there, that's awesome. If you're a planner like me, we'll figure out a plan for it. But if you're not a hard worker and you're not as motivated as I am, I can't, I can't just plan out of nowhere for everything to just work out. That's just what I'm saying. I think that's I think that's a genius thought process to have. I think more people should have it when they're looking at who they might want to have for their potential, you know, um, wives or or, or 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 mothers of their kids or things like that. I think that's pretty genius, actually. I like that, Jared. Yeah, absolutely. And if you just want to apply that in parallel spaces in your life, the same attribute like elegance. Elegance will let you know you can take her out in public. She's not going to embarrass you. Things like that. You know, fitness level. You know, things like that. So. And close says people have cycles as well. Over time, people work very hard at certain points and rejuvenate at others. So I would think time is an important factor. Absolutely. Especially depending on how old you are, you might not have time to relax and rejuvenate. Yeah. See, I don't I'll know. I'm, 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 go ahead, Jared. I'm, I'm good. No, go ahead, Mike. You, 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 I'm, I, 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 I'm kind of more with Jared now because I think about my own life or my own family or my own mother or father like they've always been very hard working but even as a as a when i was a kid my mother was still at every you know pta meeting or football game or whatever however she still was either working two jobs or overtime when she can so she was still you know able to kind of do both but i think that you know it but but she was doing it since i was so young and right now to this day She's almost 60 and she still has two jobs. Not that she has to either because she's just hardworking. That's what she just likes to do or whatever like that. So I feel like it's just something that's, that's angry maybe. Whatever. I, I mean, I agree with that completely. Um, right. I mean, right. My dad just turned 71 and he's still working. He's hardworking and he don't just work at work. He goes to work at home. Cause, and that's just what he loves doing. But, and I'm going to talk about family on a flip side. My sister, my my older sister, she hasn't worked at nine to five in I don't know at least at least sixteen years. I don't know how long it's been, but I have n- her full time job is being the the PTO mom, 
that's her full-time job, 100%. She's at three different schools making sure everything needs to happen. Then she has her own side hustles. And like she has businesses. Then she's a great mom. Then if anybody in the family needs something, she they can reach out to her. So even though there's like she takes time to herself and she's not working a job like a, a job per se for somebody else, doesn't mean that she's not doing anything. And I'm gonna be real, like you can see, even though there's timing in it with everything, you can see what somebody's built. You can see how motivated somebody is just by what's going on in their life. Um, I mean, you have artists and that are just artists and they just paint. Like I have a lot of paintings around here. I have over here, I have two canvases just sitting on the ground. And that doesn't mean just because they're a starving artist that not hardworking, they might be painting every day and they, and you never know. Um, some people have depression and anxiety and they might have a, a moment where they're not working as hard, but you talk to them about their goals. Their goals are still, their, their goals haven't changed. Mm-hmm. So you can, you can have a conversation and depict where somebody is, but you can also depict who they are and who somebody is. Like, even when you go through a phase of depression, you don't change who you are and, you might change your motivation at that moment, but not overall. But that's also a factor. Absolutely. I, mean, I was going to say, if they're constantly depressed and, they, and everything just falls completely, that's also something you want to look at in a moment. If they, everything falls apart when they get depressed and everything does, then you also have to think about how, how would that affect my family? How would that affect my kids if I had them? Absolutely. So... Those are amazing and brilliant points from both of you. So my follow-up question would be, is there a time period will, where you will be patient at a certain time, but after, let's say, you know, a year, 18 months, then it's like, uh, or maybe even sooner, right? Then, it, you know, we kind of have to start thinking about going our separate ways. Hmm. That's a hard question. Because it's Cause completely subjective, absolutely. Cause I don't think there's a time period. Um, and I mean, I, I, I honestly, and this is just me. I believe that nothing goes by my timing. It goes, I'm going to, I'm going to say this. It goes by God's timing. I'm a, that's just how that's my belief. Um, so I really can't say if there's a time period. I, what I can say is I have a certain amount of patience. And my, if my patience does run thin, <laughs> I have a certain amount of grace. And then there's like a cutoff and there's a line. And then I have a certain amount of patience. And then it's just like, <laughs> that's it. That's my, that's how I am. I, I can, I can give you grace up until I get to know you. And then I can give you patience after I get to know you. If we talk about something and they want to make a change. But after that point, it's like, if I don't see the action behind what we're, what we're talking about and what you've been uh, saying, I mean, there's a difference between words and actions. Uh, so you words, what you're saying, and then you have the, then I get, that's where you have the grace period where I get to know you. And then you have, 
hey, look, this is what I really see. Okay. And that, and then you, then you address it and then you have, Hey, this is how much time you have actions. And that's just in my, that's not even them. That's just my patience. So. Yeah, no, I kind of, um, you know, if you're talking about something specific, like that they're not doing correctly or something that you're like not seeing, I think that what he said is, is correct. I think it's just like, it's, it's about your personal, not really actual time, but I feel like, like, Especially if you kind of addressed it or throw it out, like you'll know, like you know what, at this point, I just can't deal with this anymore. And then you might express that to them, and then at, at some point from there, your patients were will wear thin, you know, obviously. Now, even with that, you necessarily have to let's say it's over because sometimes by actually, you know, um. Uh, showing them an action, right? Like actually, like you know what, saying saying it's over, or taking a break, or whatever, might get them off their ass, you know, and they may do something or whatever at that time. But I think a lot of times in relationships, people don't think we'll actually take action where we're not happy with what's going on, right? They think we only just talk, and you know, we're gonna um, be upset about it, have conversations. Your, your only bargaining tool is yourself. I always say, so, Mm. (laughs) you know what I mean? If they're going to lose you and they know that I will actually lose this person. A lot of times they will make an effort at this time. And if they don't, then they weren't for you in the first place. Simple as that. Absolutely. And I just wanted to point out of both of your brilliant points, because that isn't an ultimatum at all. No, that's just, Mm -hmm. that's just letting you know what's going to happen. If the current behavior continues right yeah it's a very big difference between an ultimatum and what i want and what or what i need my needs don't like what i if i say i need something that doesn't mean hey you have to do it that just means hey you might not be the right person hey you're not forced to do it listen <laughs> you're not i said it last week the girl was like you can't make me do it i'm not trying to make you do anything Absolutely. And the fact that, you know, in this situation, each man would be articulating themselves and and their desires for it to work. But if after after that communication is had that Jared brought up before having communication, if that communication happens and then the same actions insist, you could also look at it like, hey, you didn't you know, you had no desire to do X, Y and Z. So perhaps you weren't as invested as I thought you were. I agree. Look, I mean, here, here's the other thing. People have to realize that not that you don't have to force every relationship. Right. If I have to force it, that means I have to push you. And if I have to push you right now, when you get married, marriage isn't a magnifying glass to whatever problems there were before. <laughs> So if I have to constantly push you and I have to push you up hill, then what's going to happen is as soon as we get married, I'm going to have to push you even harder. And I'm not for that. Unfortunately, I'm completely happy with who I am by myself. And uh, yeah, if you, if you match my energy, you match who I am, you are yoked, equally yoked with me and we're going to work it out. And that's all I'm looking for. I'm not looking to change anybody. I'm not looking to try and make somebody exist that doesn't. I'm not trying to make you. I don't need to mold you. God already molded you to be who you are. 
and then you took life and you decided to make I mean, make decisions which have molded you to who you are today. And that's completely fine. Doesn't mean that we're going to work out. Absolutely. I'm not, I'm not searching. Yeah. You either comes to you and you're ready for it or you're not. So hopefully everyone is ready for that, for that right person. And as we talk about cutoff games, this next guest, his cutoff game is probably world class. We have Fresh Banks, the finesse king in the building. <laughs> By the way, you muted Banks. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, what up? What city you in, bro? Uh, I'm in Jersey until tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Where are we going to H Town? Yeah, no, no, yeah, I am. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know where he's flying at. <laughs> you coming down to Houston? Yeah. Okay, I- I'm down here now. Oh, uh, where, where, what part? Uh, I live in the energy corridor because it was close to work, but yeah, I'm, I'm in Houston. Uh, okay, so that's far. Man, I just live here, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Thanks lives, there, thanks lives there too, by the way. Yeah, part part time, <laughs> Houston, land of Vegas, right? Thanks. <laughs> I've been in Vegas a while, but yeah, basically, we're getting there. <laughs> All right, Banks. So everyone's talked about what type of things would be required for a woman to bring to the table. We hear Kevin Sam was talking about this endlessly. So for you, what would a young lady need to bring to the table to even think that you won't finesse her? Uh, I mean, I think Kevin Samuels basically puts it on the dot, like just cooperation, uh, politeness uh being in shape uh a helpmate i think like at the end of the day we're men we're very simple when it comes to the things that we we want and like and i think what women tend to do they tend to go into what they want and then apply it to men Mm. and that's why things don't necessarily always work and they make things extremely complicated which tend to push push people away or just, or I get to the point of what you, that video you said earlier, that uh, trainer, Lolo, whatever, mm-hmm. who sets expectations so high where you become a 38 year old vet virgin, never married, never really experienced much. And now you realize, okay, maybe I set the bar too high. Absolutely. And she couldn't hurdle over it, unfortunately. Right. And then right now she's not make money. Right. And you brought up an amazing point about how, you know, if you don't have that balance, because men's nature is to provide, which I think is one of the most unselfish things that, you know, we have innately. And we we just love to be generous and provide for the people in our lives that we choose to, you know, share that with. And I think that's very, very powerful. So if ladies, as Kevin Samuels is saying, and as Banks is reiterating, if you're too, you know, and this is going to be the buzzword, right, too narcissistic or self-centered and you're just looking inward and you're not thinking about others, not only is that preventing you from having a serious relationship, that's also demonstrating the skill set of a lady who may not be a, a fit parent because you can't be that self-centered if you're going to 
bring life into it and cultivate it so it can be an adult. Right. And I think even with that point of like becoming a parent, I think a lot of women tend to uh, forget or get caught up on the idea of actually raising a child and maintaining a child. And I feel like a lot of women get caught up on the idea of maintaining a child based on uh, not everyone, but I would say some, uh, especially corporate, uh, depending on what they do and how high they go uh, in the type of schedule that they would, uh, that would come across them. The idea of having a child, I mean, you're not really, you're not going to really have time to raise your child. You, you're just basically maintaining that the child might have money, the child might have access, the child might be able to have things that you didn't get have as a child, but you are forgetting the most important part is being a mother at least is raising your child. Absolutely. Absolutely. What do you guys think? I mean, I mean, I, I, raising a child, just like, like he said, uh, is the most important thing. So if you're, if you're focused on your career and you're focused on all that's, I mean, everything else, and you're not really interested in raising a child, that's, I mean, I, I honestly feel like that's a conversation you have to have early on uh, in a relationship because it's important to know where somebody's mindset is at and if they want the same things as you. Um, I, my parents raised me and I, they did a great job. I'll, I'll say that all day. Um, my parents were there. Uh, I want to be the same type. I want to be the same type of parents my parents were and if, and better. But if you have somebody who's looking for, um, elevation by corporation and that's what they're looking for in their entire life. And that's what they want to do. We have to make, I mean, we want, we're differently yoked We're I'm, I, I mean, I want to be able to make a comfortable lifestyle, but I also value who my kids and who I'm building up more than anybody else. I'm always going to value relationships and people over monetary value. So you have to figure out who you're dating, um, who, what they're bringing to the table. Are they bringing to the table motivation for finances or are they eat like equally balanced around everything? Because um, I forgot what the circle is, but there, it shows, hey, you have finances, your relationships, you have all these different things and you can see, are they at, are they where your life's at based on this circle? And are you... Are you specifically in this area where you want to be at. And that's, a, I mean, that's an important thing. If you're not where you want to be at in life, you can, you can mess somebody else's life up. That's true. Absolutely. Big Mike. Um, I think it just goes back to what, um, kind of like what he said in the beginning, I guess is looking, um, when it comes to the parenting, like looking, um, at that person you're dating, even back, way back when and seeing their lifestyle their hobbies their work ethic and all that stuff and also maybe having those conversations i mean you might not be there yet but once you start to get not even then just just even if there's general conversations you can see what type of parent someone might be some of their philosophies and and you know what their thoughts might be and you can you can often tell early like you know 
I don't know if we think the same. And it goes back to what he said. A lot of people try to force relationships or force partnerships or force marriages. Sometimes that might not be the right person for you. And that's okay. You know, you can find somebody who is. Absolutely. I think that's the 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 most important aspect as a young man is that you got to realize your value so you can understand how selective you should be. Because if you're not, you'll end up with anybody. And that can be incredibly dangerous, especially in 2021. I agree. 100%. One more thing I'm going to say real quick before we hop off this is make sure you're attracted to the person that you are talking you're you're getting to know um even my own pastor says this you must be attracted to the woman you're dating if you're not (laughs) it's not gonna work so like that's an important factor that a lot of us kind of don't think about and some people settle and you can't settle for somebody you're not attracted to this because if you're not attracted to them then that means you're not you're not really interested in them in all factors you might be interested in 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 a relationship or being friends or all these different things but when somebody comes along that that you are physically attracted to it's going to catch your eye and it's going to put some type of feelings there that you don't really want you don't really want to deal with so absolutely and then banks you wanted to add anything No, I mean, that's that's right on right on point, especially when it comes to the attraction level. Uh, I do feel like a lot of people tend to uh, settle, especially uh, when they become more serious. Um, but I do believe it's definitely important to be attracted to the person uh, that you choose to spend the majority of your time with. Yeah, definitely. Definitely key. All right, gentlemen. So as we transition to our next topic, which is thought girl summer culture. And I thought uh, I can't wait to hear banks on this. Go ahead, Josh. <laughs> I thought I'd, I'd run a few clips. So if anyone, you know, has anything to say, say it now, because it'll, it'll take a couple minutes. Um, Put it on <laughs> here. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna say one thing, <laughs> just one thing. Uh, IG, Instagram, this world right now. Sometimes it kills me, but I haven't. I, if I haven't said this to you guys, I don't remember who I said it to. Comparison is the enemy of joy. It's the enemy of progress in relationships. Comparison will mess things up so if you are sitting there and thinking and comparing yourself or comparing who you're dating to somebody else you need to take out either the comparison or you need to take them out (laughs) absolutely especially if it's celebrity so for real here we go fellas i hope you're really paying attention out here you got people actually mostly women actually praising the efforts of leftover women like sierra and laura harvey who then rode the cock carousel all the way into their impending demise when they hit the wall and you got to really hope for future relationships listen i've been telling you future relationships have been doomed but if you look at the gap between what women are supporting as uh, viable wife material and what men are saying 
would be their interest in wife material. I mean, the gap is completely wide open and you got people that are celebrating the likes of Sierra, all right, who've thrown her peace leave all over the carousel and that damn Lori Harvey out here uh, promoting simp culture and, and, and saying that they're viable wife material. Okay, man, listen, y'all better pay attention really quick. It's crazy, but it's facts. Your future wife right now is getting her ass eaten right now. Your future wife right now is ass naked, sucking up with her ass in the air in the sexiest lingerie. Your future right now is getting her face busted on as we speak. She's getting back shotted, pulling her hair knee deep in her guts. And what? You can't see the future, so you don't know what's going on. Talking about niggas ain't shit. You need to get a handle on your motherfucking life and take some responsibility, bitch. What you mean to say is all the niggas you fuck with ain't shit. You need to figure out what it is about your pussy that keep attracting ain't shit niggas. One thought, two thought, red thought, blue thought by the Wade Empire. Some thoughts fly. Some thoughts come in twos. Some thoughts are old. Some thoughts look like you. Some thoughts are shy. Some thoughts are ladies. Some thoughts retired. Some thoughts got babies. This thought has a tattoo of a star. This thought stole her baby daddy car. From there to here, here to there, there are plenty of thoughts everywhere. Where thoughts come from, we have no clue. But as soon as you open your wallet, they'll come running to you. One thought, two thought. All right, gentlemen. I saw some very interesting expressions during the, uh, during the clips. So who is like to go first? Uh, I think I will. Go ahead, Banks. Um, I think the biggest issue with all this, first and foremost, is broken families. Mm. Um, especially with absent fathers when it comes to women. And I, I started noticing the trend or pattern, I guess you can call it, when it comes to some women on how they dress. Like... You know, I know this is a sensitive issue when it comes to some women, like you can't control what, what they do, whatever, fine, do what you want. But I feel like women who had their fathers present and that were actively present in their lives have a different style of dress. And they think before they post or what they put out when they come outside of their home in comparison to women who tend to be a bit more promiscuous or out there to say it in, in the lamest way possible. Um, but if you look at uh, these Instagram thoughts or thoughts in general, or whatever, in their style of dress, and or even the ones that have children and the type of outfits they put their little kids in and think it's like it's cute. When if you notice, like let's say for instance, let's say the dad isn't is involved and the mom buys something for the daughter and the dad sees it's like some little dress or skimpy outfit the dad's going to automatically say what is this like she can't wear that she's going to automatically shut that down in comparison to if it was just a mom she's just looking at it like oh this is cute this is nice or whatever and not really thinking the not really thinking of the ramifications of how other people may view it and i think that's the biggest issue when it comes to uh a lot of women nowadays and this whole 
uh, image of just looking at the celebrities. Like, you don't understand, I don't think people realize when it comes to these celebrity power couples and uh, the different types of relationships you see on Instagram or, or magazines, a lot of these are built. A lot of these are not real things. These are these are constructed, hand-chosen, hand-picked people that are selected to basically give off the image or give off the fantasy of the perfect quote-unquote relationship. And so many people fall for these Instagram things, these memes, these ideas, these posts, which you gotta you gotta understand, especially when you see all these um, pages that cater to relationships. You gotta think a lot of this stuff is staged. Like, there's no way you can capture like the perfect moment. Like, oh, my, my hubby did this, or wifey happened to do this for me, and all that, or he gave me this amount of money, and. We want to shop this. Like, all this stuff is fake. Like, especially when it comes to the day-to-day and as you get to know the person and as you get uh, more advanced in your career, these things don't necessarily always happen. And I feel like people tend to not really... Well, I want to say people. I said women tend to fall more towards the fantasy as opposed to reality. And as you build on that fantasy, you I feel like a lot of women tend to get lost and that's where they get this idea of like, oh, I can have the perfect, the perfect image. I can have the perfect man. I can have the perfect relationship because they get caught up in these ideas. And I feel like if when you talk to women about the like what they want, what type of relationship they want, they always name Beyonce. They always name Sierra. They always name Laura Harvey. Like they name these these figures, but they don't understand what these figures go through behind closed doors. And it's just like any woman who starts off with that, I never take them seriously. Mm. Never. How they look, what they do. I might it might be a temporary thing, which is cool, whatever. But long term, if you if that's like your role model and that's what you look forward to and that's what you read up read up upon, I feel like that I can't really take you seriously because you have to look at the 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 action. And I feel like you also have to look at the guys that some of these women are, are with. And I mean, I hate to talk down about I'm a man, but these guys have done plenty of things on the download that may not have been caught by the paparazzi, or if it was, it was automatically watered down by something else or a different post or a song. And many women tend to forget that. And I'm like, you, you quote this perfect image, but this perfect image that you're portraying has a ton of issues. And a ton of love loss and a ton of headaches that I feel like you just tend to get passed on. So I feel like this whole imagery of the perfect relationship, uh, the memes, social media has just completely tarnished the idea of a solid partner. Yep. I I completely agree. I call it the highlight reel. I, I took it from somebody, but I call it the highlight reel. Um, we're trying to, well, we, all of us, and I'm not going to say us in the group, but I'm saying uh, the majority of people are comparing themselves to somebody else's highlight reel. What, what's shown on Instagram is just a glimpse, maybe a second or a minute or even 10 minutes of somebody's day. 
And it's not even that often. Mm. And a lot of times what, what women are comparing themselves to is somebody's one day and probably what, what images that were took over an hour of somebody's day three months ago in a studio, edited, posted, whatever, and you're comparing your life to that, you don't see the rest of their life just like Banks said. You don't know all the other stuff that's going on. So why compare your life to somebody else's highlight reel? Your life, you can't make your entire life as perfect as somebody's posts. Now, you might be able to make it sometimes, but we all go through struggles. It's, it's a human It's it's a human thing. We're human. We live in America. It's not a perfect country. It's not a perfect world. How are you trying, like, if you're comparing your life to something perfect, you're never going to be happy. Comparison's the enemy of joy. Comparison to perfection is just going to screw you up. Um, so about the whole thought growth part or whatever, Josh, to your original question. Um, I think, uh, I do think it's that, um, kind of, um, making it like this, um, for, for women, this thing to strive to have whatever hot girl summers or when they talk about, you know, can you hear me on that? Oh yeah, yeah, keep going. Okay, okay, there we go. Okay, uh, live your best life and all these other things that we see or whatever like that. I I hate that it's so out there in the media or social media because it does make uh, girls think this is okay, but it's okay, and you can still have a relationship with a certain type of man. Well, that's not true. Most men are not going to be okay with you dressing in some type of way like Banks said or posting certain things or doing certain things when you're out in public and stuff like that. I think we had the video uh, from um, G Herbo the other week when he said, like, these the the the, 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 um, the girls on Instagram who do these things or dress this way or show this off, those are not the ones that we want to wipe up. Those are the ones we look at. They're eye candy. Those are the ones that we maybe like a picture or at the strip club. We make it rain or something like that. But ain't the ones that were not not, not that I go to strip clubs. I don't. But still, those are not the ones that that we're gonna uh, wipe up and stuff like that. So I think that I, I feel like the girls are misguided, and they feel like this is the right way to be. And to Banks's point, when you see those particular husbands or boyfriends who are in these celebrity relationships or even Instagram celebrity relationships, sometimes those are business relationships, whatever. So he's almost her pimp, for lack of better words, right? So he's all like, you know, dress this way, show this off, shake your ass, do this and that, because it's going to get us more followers. It's going to get us more more likes. It's going to get us, you know, a bigger, more money and stuff like that. So he is not the same guy who really I feel like really cares for you or really, you know, wants to see you grow and, and whatever as a person or whatever like that. So I feel like when a girl thinks that, you know, man, well this guy's cool, his girl going that, why you not? Well he is because he's he's receiving monetary gain from it. That's why. Mm. And stuff like that. So it's a different aspect. So I do feel like that we gotta watch, you know, uh not we, but women have to watch what they look at it as the idolatry. You know, especially when it comes to these Instagram women, Facebook models uh, on TV, whatever you want to see and stuff like that. Like just because it look like they're having a good time or whatever, you know, doesn't mean it's really the greatest thing you should be doing. Absolutely. And just to reiterate all brilliant points. And I just want to point out to the uh, 
the haters, the trolls, that this is not <laughs> slut shaming. Quite the opposite. If you actually think about it, men really don't have an issue with easy women. We quite enjoy it during certain times in our lives. And it's usually women who have an issue with easy women because it distorts the uh, SMV marketplace, let's say. But at the end of the day, if a young lady consciously decides to engage in thought behavior consistently, then she most likely will have a reputation, usually from the dudes. Well, not always from the dudes, right? But usually from the ladies who might be jealous of her that she's getting all that sexual attention. But it is sexual attention. I remember, what, 10 years ago, a lot of the content that we see on IG right now was usually like sexting. Now it's, it's part of the editorial calendar. So I'm just like, when you show everyone basically everything and not really leaving much up to the imagination, it decreases your value over time. Because I feel like ladies, want the, they want to have their cake and eat it too. They want to have hot, you know, thought girl summer, but also be treated like a lady in a Tyler Perry movie. And I'm just, that's just not realistic. Go ahead, Jared. No, I was just going to say like, here's the thing. And and I, I think this goes back to uh, what we were ta- what was said earlier about having parents and role models. Um, it's hard to ask somebody to respect you if you're not respecting yourself. And yeah, there there is self respect that. And if you want to think about self respect, think about what would you want. And even us as men. What would you want your daughter to be posting online about the, about their bodies and everything? Would you want your daughter to be acting like you are right now? It's not slut shaming or anything. That's just really just saying, hey, would you be okay with your daughter posting exactly what you're posting? Yeah, mine is not slut shaming. And mine is mine is for the women who, um, you know, are looking for. A uh, certain guy to you know be their boyfriend or husband or relationship and stuff like that. It's not slut shaming. I'm letting you know that the average guy that's not the one he's going to wife up. So I'm just trying to like like show you the way almost. Not really slut shaming. Yeah, and I, that's also what I was saying is it's this is we're not saying anything wrong about women. It's just if you're looking for a relationship, you're looking for a long term relationship. I have to be able to respect you, right? And my I have to also know that my friends are going to respect you, right? Don't be real. I had accountability partners. You don't get past them. It's going to be hard to get past me. It's <laughs> get to me because I have men who will keep me accountable and be like, hey, look, this is what she's posting online to everybody. Absolutely. And long term, it's developing bad habits because usually it, you know, this is a result of poor decision making. And then, you know, it grows with compound interest. And then, the delusion comes in because young ladies, unfortunately, can't distinguish between short-term sexual interest versus long-term interest. And then they get upset and say, you know, men are trash. Obviously, this is not true, right? But they'll say all men are trash because I'm continuously being in the situations. But if she listened to the wisdom of the pimp chronicles, there's something about your behavior that is attracting this attention. And there's a correlation to what you show and what you are being shown from the gentlemen who are getting in them guts. 
I mean, I think I think right now what we are in is we're in a culture of wanting to be seen. And liked, wanted to be liked. Yes. Shared as well, yes. Yeah, liked, seen, shared. I mean, we're looking for attention from people who don't even know us. I mean, that's the culture right now. And when you look for attention from people don't, who don't know you, and that's who you prioritize, um, then you start to devalue the people that are in your circle that actually care about you. Mm. And that's I, what I believe is leading to what we're at right now. We've um, started to deprioritize the people in our own circle, the ones that will actually look out for us and care about us and prioritize the people who are going to like us and who are going to elevate us on Instagram and Facebook and social media in general so that we can make a few extra dollars that are only going to last a few years. Not everybody's going to be able to make a lifetime out of social media. Your body only lasts so long. And that's sometimes. Some of them are not even making no money. <laughs> They're just posting the stuff or whatever like that. <laughs> I'm just saying, no, because what happens is that they see the girls who are making money, right? And then, um, and they're getting all these followers and likes. So they start doing, but they don't get the same amount of followers. And like, it's girls on there with uh, uh, 45 followers still twerking and like that, whatever, like that. So, I mean, it's, it's crazy. We're not saying don't enjoy your life. We're just saying, hey, Enjoy your life, but also know what you want in life and try to get there. I mean, that's my whole thing is have goals. Now, if your goal in life is just to have fun, travel, and be a gypsy, go wherever you want, I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to tell you what to do, to be honest. But if your goal is find a husband, get married, or find a really good guy, get married, all that stuff, then you have to respect yourself. I mean, good men are attracted to, uh, well, we're attracted to women, good looking women, but we're also looking for somebody who we can trust. There is no good man looking for somebody they can't trust and looking for somebody who doesn't respect themselves. I don't know. I mean, any of you guys want to date somebody who doesn't respect themselves? Not me, no. Um, only for the night, if that. <laughs> I mean, nobody wants to marry somebody who don't respect themselves. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to marry somebody they can't bring home to mama. For I mean, that's the truth. I mean, that's just how I feel anyway. Absolutely. What do you think, Banks? I think the best example was on uh, the podcast, The Roommates. Um. I don't remember the guy, but he's like on a ton of infomercials. He's like really big into fitness, uh, millionaire. Um, but he was giving advice on like like having the perfect relationship or at least building the right relationship and what men want. And I feel like the biggest thing he mentioned, what men do not want or do not want to cater towards is like the whole idea of the influencer on Instagram. Mm. He was stressing the fact you can never, don't ever date an Instagram influencer. Don't ever take them seriously because at the end of the day, it's like if it comes to you 
or the platform, who do you think they're going to choose? The platform, because that's 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 their so-called moneymaker. That's where they get their attention. That's what they thrive for. That's where they get their energy from, because they're looking to please the audience as opposed to pleasing the family. And I felt like that point was really unique and interesting because if you think about it, influencers, their job is to influence, uh, garnish a ton of attention and really put themselves out there to millions or thousands or hundreds of strangers on a daily basis. So if you look at it from that particular standpoint, how could they have time to really build or put you in their world? It just doesn't make sense. And I feel like with everything that's going on right now, and I feel like with a lot of young ladies especially, they get caught up in that whole idea of trying to please everyone and trying to be the best looking and trying to or buying in to having the best body. Uh, you get trapped into actually trying to build yourself and be the best version of yourself and really take the time to actually build with someone else or like that one particular person that you want to vibe with or build with as opposed to catering to an audience that you don't know. Yeah, I think the um, the likes or like he said earlier, trying to please someone um, that you don't even know, I think it's like a drug for them, honestly. And I think um, the issue is that if they're that person already, um, it's going to be hard to get them out of being that person, even when they get in a relationship, stuff like that, because they constantly need, you know, that influx of I got all these likes, I got all these, you know, whatever and stuff like that, or followers improving. So, you know, they, they're not going to want to change the type of photos that they post or type of things that they wear, even in person, outside of uh, social media, stuff like that, um, because they're so used to getting that boost from that and stuff like that. So I think that's hard. And if they're influencing, even more so because now they're getting money from it. So they almost feel like, like you're trying to take away their money, saying they can't wear this, you know, whatever on their page. Like so. Absolutely, dopamine and endorphins. And Kelsey Johnson says that they say you've got to become the person you want to attract. I agree. I mean, I agree with that. Um, here's the thing, I, and I don't like to generalize all influencers because some some people became influencers without wanting. Oh, to yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so we're talking about influencers who are. Literally showing off their body to become influencers, yes. right? That's okay. Just making sure. We're, uh, so, what I will say in that is, I actually, really don't have any words to say besides. <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna be honest. I can't. I can't tell you if a person will or will not change depending on what their goals are. Yeah. And I mean, this is this is just being completely honest. I have a friend who was in a job with stripping and she did it because she was taking care of her son. Am I going to say, Hey, you can't like that. I'm, I'm not the person who's going to tell them what to do. And then she met a, she met a guy and they ended up dating, got married. And now she's out of that. So I can't say generally everybody will get out of it. It just depends on what people's situations are. 
I think it's more likely for the person who's really just doing it for the money to get out, than the person who's doing it because they need that dopamine and endorphins. That drug is 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 it's it's, it's 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 calling them. It's like Pookie and New Jack. It's calling them, man. Like they need that to that back whatever like that. So I feel like that's that's gonna be hard or whatever. But if they're just doing it for a solid look, like a, like a stripper who's a stripper went to college or whatever, I'm solidly doing it just to get this money. I'm in. I'm out. They got a better chance to change than the person who's doing it just because they want to be liked. Um, yeah, so I mean, I think it all goes down to the love of the love of being loved and the love of money. Like, if you have a love of money, and yeah. you have a love of being loved, and those are the two most important things in your world. Mm-hmm. If you're not, that means you're most likely not happy with who you are, and then you, it's not going to work. It, a lot of people are trying to be influencers and trying to do all stuff to find love. And a lot of times it's because they didn't get love from their family members, people around them growing up, or they were hurt or bullied. And unfortunately, the world that we live in, it's better to just post great stuff on Instagram than it is to go to therapists. If you haven't been to a therapist ever, I'm going to be real. For me, if you haven't been to a therapist ever, we can't date. That's interesting. <laughs> oh, that I I love that, Jared. That should be a re- that definitely should be a requirement. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> he says that too. Thanks. Kevin Samuel says that to every woman he speaks to. Like, okay. have you like he he he, he automatically asks like, who's your therapist? And if they can't give you an answer, he that believe he then asks, "Do you plan on seeing a therapist?" And if the answer is no, no, he's not dealing with them. Hmm. That's I, I mean, know that. because again, sometimes you know, as guys, we're solution oriented. So if there's an issue, we want a solution to fix that specific issue. But sometimes ladies just like venting, and after a while, if you're going to vent but not take any action to make the change. Then you're not you're not just gonna talk my ears off. I'm you know I'm not a pair of ears you can just talk at. Right, and to add to that point, if you think about it, like Kevin Samuels is obviously to a point of succession that a lot of people would want to be at. Mm-hmm. And if you look at who he is, why would he deal with somebody who has no form of therapy? It just doesn't make sense, especially where he's at in life. Um, it, it would just cause more of a hindrance or problem or issues that he does not have time to deal with. So when he meets that particular person or, he, or deals with them for a short period of time, a long period of time, it just makes sense when you rather deal with somebody who's fully mentally capable of, you know, having conversation and dealing with what you do on a daily basis. Because if somebody was unstable or shaky when it comes to the things they do on a daily or what or what he gets or the threats or the jokes, it, it, it would be chaos. I, I mean, here's the thing. If you're, if in your life, and this is us, us too, if in your life, your time is not the most valuable time and you think other people's time is more valuable than yours, that's one, you need to rethink that. So I'm gonna be real. My time is very valuable. I don't want to be spending time talking about things that we're going like 
I don't want to be somebody's therapist. I want to be your friend. I want to be in a relationship with you. But there's things that you might want that that a woman that I'm talking to might want to have a conversation with a licensed therapist because I'm not perfect and I can't answer everything perfect. And I have my own opinions. The best therapist asks the right questions. That's what they do. They ask the right questions. They know how to ask the right questions and they're trained to ask the right questions and they listen and they listen very well. Not a perfect listener. So if you don't have a therapist, me and you can't work out because I have a therapist. I talk to somebody clearly about the things going on in my life that's going to listen and not judge me. And I don't have to worry about it. So that's part of my other thing with talking about equally yoked. I mean, I think every man uh, should ask every woman, hey, do you have a therapist? And then if they don't have a therapist, hey, do you have an accountability group? That's the next best thing. Yeah, can you um hold on, Josh? Can you explain that accountability group for people who don't know what that is or don't have that? Jared? Yeah, I can explain that. Um, so I have an accountability group. So I have a group of friends, and I have I actually have two accountability groups, but I have groups of friends where I have men in my life who hold me accountable to what I say I'm gonna do. So that's one thing. Two to um, just to hold a high standard. So regardless of what I like, regardless of what's going on in my life, they hold me to a very high standard. Um, they look out for me in ways that I, they, they fill in my blind spots of what's going on, but they also hold me financially responsible. So where are your finances at? Are you, are you working? Are you like doing the things that you're supposed to do as a man? Uh, why is, why is your car dirty, bro? Stuff like that. <laughs> And how do they um, come into play with relationships? Uh, they tell me, I, I, I said this, uh, I think it was two weeks ago. They'll let me know if a girl is not right for me. I had, I actually have a friend, uh, and this was recent. This was actually yesterday or the day before. Uh, it might've been Monday where he's like, Hey, your ex asked to hang out with, um, your ex asked to hang out with, uh, my my girlfriend just wanted to let you know. What do you think about that? That's trust. That's a whole different level of trust. And let me know one, two. Ask me how I felt about it, and then also ask me what like is something going on, and do I need to know something? And I was just I had a conversation. So not only was I accountable, he was accountable to me, and also let me was go- know what was going on, and. That's just a different level of trust. He also has told me in the past, hey, Jared, that girl, mm, not good. Uh, here's what here's what she's doing and here's who she's talking to. And then put me in contact with somebody else that she was talking to. Thank you for letting me know. My, my discernment and my perception uh, would have been off if I had it. I mean, if I didn't have these friends that actually did this for me and that's, that's just an awesome thing. You have friends and people that care about you that much, but also can say, Hey, look, how are you financially? Are you financially stable? Are you working right now? During COVID I had friends that reach out to me. Hey, how's it going? Hey, did you lose your job? What happened? Oh, I can help you find something. Are you going to make it? 
like that's stuff that you have to have as a man. Um, but you also, as a woman, if they don't have a friend group like that, that actually cares about them, you need to start thinking about why she doesn't have friends like that. And who are the people that are closest to her? Because you become, oh, I almost say you become, but I'll say you will be influenced by the five closest people to you. And if their circle isn't, if that circle is not great and they're the most elevated one, that, that can pull somebody down. So, absolutely. And if all your friends are on Instagram, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that all your friends on Instagram. <laughs> absolutely, and you haven't even met them yet. So, Clodiz says, if your girl isn't talking to you or seeking your advice, does she really respect you? What do we think about that, gents? Uh. Well, obviously no, but I think to just to add to that point, um, there was an author uh, who is a success, successful uh, CEO, and he was also on the Roommates uh, podcast. Um, but he basically wrote this or stressed this particular point, especially when it comes to finding your partner and finding the right person to marry. And he brought up this unique point. He, there was a girl he was dating. She was attractive. Uh, she was beautiful. Uh, they had great sex. Every time they went out, um, they always just had fun. But it came to a point to where he was like, all right, let me do this. Let's stop having sex and see what happens. And then the fun went automatically just decreased. Like they found that they didn't really have much in common other than that. And then the next woman that came in his life, he stressed this particular point. He said, if we were to have an argument and uh, you needed someone to talk to, to weigh the pros and cons, and you couldn't talk to me, who would you talk to? And I'd probably talk to my friend. And then he asks, okay, is your friend in a relationship? No. Is your friend married? No. Okay. Um, have they been in a serious relationship before? No. So don't you see the issue? If I have a, if if we have a problem and we're together and we're trying to build something, and then you're going to talk to someone who has no idea what or how to build any sort of foundation or has experience in that type of foundation or relationship. What type of advice do you think you're going to get from that person? And then she was like, oh, my God. You're right. And that point, that's where he said she, that advice right there, made just the perfect sense in regards to just something so simple. Like, who are you going to talk to? Who is in your group? Who is in your social group? And if you don't have people that can give you effective advice, that's just another piece of destruction that's going to add on to the quote-unquote word that's being thrown around, toxic. And I feel like a lot of people get caught up in that because they don't have the right foundation or group of people to really provide any positive insight to work things out for the best. Yeah, I agree with that. Um. 
in in relation to what uh, what Chloe said, uh, if your girl isn't talking to you or seeking advice, does she really respect you? It depends on the topic to me. I don't, I mean, I, I'm going to be real. Let's, I'll put this in simple terms. A girl should not be coming to me that I'm dating to ask me, what's the most comfortable bra? Right. <laughs> right. Of course. Yeah. So just, just to put it simply, there's, there are, there are times where we should be having a conversation. If it's something that actually affects us. Uh, yeah. I should be the first person we have, a, you have a conversation with. If not, if you have like a therapist, that's okay. I don't actually mind that. Um, but if I'm not in that loop where you're going to have that conversation with me in the first three people that you talk to, there's a problem. I'm okay with a girl going to her mom and having a conversation, a therapist or a best friend first, just to get advice on how to speak about something. Cause sometimes I have to talk to my friends and talk things out like, bro, this is what happened. This is how I perceived it. This is what my perception of, of what happened is. And sometimes they give me really good advice and say, well, this is the other perspective. And that, that puts me in a different state of mind before I have the conversation with her. Um, so the same thing could happen. It's just, if I'm not in that loop at all, then, then I probably don't. I'm not, it's if, if I'm not in the loop, but I'm being talked about, then there's a, there's a different level of uh, respect, but I'm not, not the end all be all. Miguel. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I see your point too, Jared. Um, and I guess I agree with Chloe as well. I, I would say she doesn't respect your opinion, um, in that way, which in turn means she doesn't respect you, you know, all the way. Um, I feel like, especially when it comes to, you know, some of the bigger decisions, life decisions, job decisions, um, things like that. I feel like that if she's if she needs advice, um, she should be the person you get confident, the person that she's able to come to for that. If she's really like going beyond you and making these decisions or, or life events, uh, life event altering decisions without you, I feel like she's just like, she, again, she don't respect your opinion and she don't trust your opinion even better. And y'all probably shouldn't even be together, honestly. Absolutely. So as we transition to the next segment, which is advice for young men. And the first question that we got on social media uh, is, how can I be honest with women if they don't typically handle the truth? Hmm. Which is a great question. So for me, I would say anyone who isn't it isn't natural for them to be in the presence of the truth. You probably don't want in your presence because that's this having that type of energy around you is going to really complicate your life with a lot of drama. You won't have your peace of mind. And how could you actually trust a person who can't be in the presence of the truth? But that's just me. I'm, I'm, I'm the same way. If they can't take the truth, then how do you know they're telling it? That's a different way to look at it, different perspective. That's not like that. And I would say, um, to, to you know, as the question was presented, I would say it's very hard to be because it's very hard to be transparent if the person can't handle 
um, what you told them or has an adverse reaction. And, and sometimes they may, and that's okay because we're, we're, we're naturally, we're, we're human beings, right? So we may have a, a emotional reaction, but it's the fact of when they can't let it go or when it lingers, right? For months and months and months, that's when it, you become, you know, that's when you start thinking, how can I be honest with you or be transparent with you where you can't, you know, like able to deal with it you know, and talk about it and move forward, stuff like that. So I feel like I, I, the answer, how? I don't know, man. I feel like that's it's, it's hard. Thanks for you saying that. Um, I mean, I do agree. I think you should find somebody that you can be honest with, even though I do believe it's a little hard. It's, it's hard to do that, especially if you're like brutally honest. Um, and you know, not to, well, whatever, I don't care. It's, it's like this, it, it's like when it comes to women, sometimes they tell you that they want to hear the complete truth, but if you're really truthful with them they take it to heart and uh, they may take offense and then they tell you they want the truth and then they, you get the opposite reaction as opposed to just like you know moving past or working through it it just messes up everything um, so I do think it's, a, it's incredibly important to find somebody who is willing to work with you and to work past whatever issue or uh, circumstance that may come, come up to in turn make or strengthen uh, the bonds that you have between each other. And uh, I do think when it comes to that, I do think when you find that it just a barrier or having any reason to not lie or bend or twist anything that may come across you know on your daily daily life absolutely and kelsey johnson has a great point there's always a way to approach it don't just be a jerk and that's fair but kelsey i will counter you sometimes if you're being too nice to a lady they simply just won't hear you and sometimes the way that women communicate is for you to be a jerk so it snaps them out of it. And you're not being a jerk to be a jerk. You're just saying something plainfully. And sometimes you're going to have to put a little emphasis on it. So it snaps them out of their la-la lands. Girls walk around in la-la land. They're not in the logical world like we are. They're not assessing logistics. Go ahead, Jared. <laughs> I won't say all girls are in la-la land. But what I will say <laughs> is um, here's the thing. I'm a very blunt person. You know me, you know I'm blunt. You know I can be very dry sometimes and I have I have a decently deep voice. So my voice is deep. So sometimes I say things and it comes out very monotone a lot of the time. So what I when I said know your audience, what I'm saying is know your audience, know if it's going to take them and smash them or you have to kind of like sugarcoat it because there's uh, to Chelsea's point, or to Kelsey's point, um, I'm sorry, I'm looking at 
two different screens. But to Kelsey's point, there is a audio. I mean, you have to know how to approach somebody. And if you're dating somebody and you're, or you're in a relationship with somebody and you really are uh, trying to get to know them and they're trying to get to know you and you're in the first few weeks, you might not want to tell them the whole truth the way that you want to tell them right then. But I think you got to go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say, but there's a perspective. You might want them to know, hey, I'm a blunt person and just let it go because some people like blunt people. I'm a really blunt person. So am I. I, 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 I just, uh, hey, do you like this? Nah, no, I really don't. That's not, uh, that's, that's, I don't really like that dress. How about this one? But the best way to do approach anything is always to approach it with a solution. Um, my background's engineering. So if you, if you approach every question, every problem, everything with a solution, it's great. And always give two solutions, not a yes or a no. So don't ever ask somebody or give somebody a way out to say no. Say, hey, I don't like this. I really don't like that dress, but I really like this one. Or uh, I think you, I think the one you wore last week was really nice too. And then you give them a choice between something. And when you give somebody, any woman a choice, women like to make choices. Women like things. They like when they have a choice. They don't like no's, but they like choices. So if you give women a choice, it really helps on any solution. I think know your audience also goes um, goes to the fact of um, like some things are just better left unsaid altogether. And certain people who can't take certain things, certain things just you may you may not be able to tell them. It is is what it is, whatever. But only because. You know, you might want to have a good night or a good day or whatever like that. So you understand maybe this thing is not that important to say. And I know how this person might take it. So I'm just not going to say it. So I've, I'm learning that myself now. That some things is better left. Just left unsaid, whatever like that. But some of the other things you have to and that you will say. Stuff like that. Banks, you want to add in there? I don't know if you heard you or not. All right. Thanks, Pierce. I guess not. Um, oh, there he goes. No, I mean, I, can you hear me? Yeah. 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 I, I just think it just really depends on, like, who are you with and who you decide to be with. And, and then figuring out what you can do to be, you know, the best burns to suits the both of you. Yeah. Absolutely. And Jerry, you want to read out what you said? I, I mean, if you're in a relationship with somebody at all who you can't be honest with and completely honest with and be yourself, I mean, that's an extra weight on you. And there are burdens that you're not meant to carry. And it should be easy. Let's be real. Every relationship, everything's not perfect. But if you can't be honest with somebody, that's you're going to have a weight constantly. Trust is everything in a relationship. Communication and trust. And if you can't be honest with them, that breaks down both of those two things. So now all you have is like intimacy. Mm. And intimacy doesn't hold people together. 
it can for some people, but it doesn't make a relationship. Intimacy is awesome. It's great. It's amazing. But if you don't have a relationship on top of that, it doesn't last. I could definitely agree with that. And our next question is, if my girlfriend goes on a girls only trip, is that a red flag? I, I would say no. I go on I go on guys only trips where we don't invite any of our our girlfriends. Um we have fun. Enjoy doing thing guy things that we don't have to worry about them and like I'm going on a trip to Costa Rica later this year. I'm going with a bunch of guys that are my accountability partners and we're gonna go have fun. I don't really think there's a red flag unless you don't trust her. That's a whole different story. Well, if you don't trust her, you shouldn't be with a relationship with her in the first place, right? So I, I feel like that I'm with you. Um, no, it's not a red flag. If that trust is there, you're going to go have fun with your girls. I'm going to go have fun with my guys. I feel like that there's nothing wrong with that. Like they may want to enjoy a certain place. They may go to a, a hair festival or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to go there. So I just feel like that. Nah, go, go, go do what you do. I'm cool with that. Word. What do you think, Banks? Might be delayed. I was going to say real quick, uh, if they go to Essence, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look, I can't. Who could be mad at? Who could be mad at you girls from going to Essence together on a girl trip? After after watching, um, I don't think it's really an issue. I just think it just depends on the mind space of your girl. Of your girl, um. I think it really depends. Yeah, I could definitely see that. And Kelsey says that's insecurity. True. Means you need to know who you are with. If you can't trust her on a girl's trip, then don't be with her. We are still two individual people. And I agree completely because as a only child and an introvert, and an intellectual like i i love my space i require my space so that this essentially gives you more space to be in my world which i will appreciate and i feel like it's great that your significant other actually has a life without you because imagine that they wouldn't be able to experience things without you being there then that's more of a weight that jerry was talking about on the relationship and you don't want to be responsible for someone's happiness if they can't be happy within themselves yeah i i mean i think i mean here's the thing if she's going on a girl's only trip that's not terrible but if she is going on a trip with a bunch of guys that's a red flag that's throw up the red flag and then throw up the white flag and then leave <laughs> <laughs> We out. Um, like my shirt says, but <laughs> but I mean, you can't be. Uh, here's the thing: most people, most guys, uh, like us, 
I mean, we go on trips. I hope, I hope we all, I think we all travel, but the most important thing is we travel and we actually, uh, enjoy traveling and enjoy going different places and doing that. I think women should do the same thing. And if you see her going on a bunch of trips with friends and there she's going on trips, that means that she has something in order because I mean, it costs money to go and travel. You have to have a passport. That's kind of awesome too. Well, unless you, unless you're traveling inside the country, but you have friends uh, and you have people that you trust because you're, you don't travel with people you don't trust. So Mm -hmm. those are, those are actually some green flags that say, Hey, look, this person has a life and they're able to be somewhat financially responsible. They have friends to go travel on trips with I mean, there's something there and they're enjoying life. So they're happy. Um, It's not, somebody who's sitting at home and doesn't have any that isn't doing anything with their life. So I think that's a plus. I would actually rather somebody be going on girls trips and not, maybe not all the time where I can't see her, but once in a blue moon, once, once a quarter, no, go right ahead. That's awesome. Just don't get mad at me when I go on my trip with my friends. (laughs) Exactly. When you are purposefully not invited. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Uh, yeah, I think in this day and age, I think they're not only should be okay, but should be like he was saying, should be welcomed. Like, go enjoy your time with your girls. Go enjoy your time with your guys, whatever like that. Then we come back together and we enjoy our time. I think that kind of um, that kind of escape from you know from your life to have fun with the guys you maybe grew up with that you know or girls. There's nothing wrong with that at all. It shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. So we actually enter our final segment, which is incredibly brief. And this is actually inspired from a segment that we had on mental theater, the whole concept of marry, smash, kill. But obviously we won't, we don't want to condone violence on this show. So I thought we add some, you know, masculine wisdom to the concept. So it's going to be called marry, smash, avoid right and we have three ladies all in their prime out of respect so it actually makes it difficult to answer so all these ladies are in their physical prime and the three ladies are Halle Berry Nia Long Stacy Dash there we go first off <laughs> no, no, and no. You would just lead you know, you would I'm not to downplay them. I enjoyed what the work of one but Oh, uh, we're losing them. They just even when we were talking about huh? We gotta break it up a little bit. Keep 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 going. Oh, yeah, but even just down to what we said earlier, like, oh I can't find the right guy, but it's them. <laughs> it, those women, and I don't honestly think they want to be. I feel they're all forty, and they're fine, and sing and do whatever it is. And whatever it is, happy is the reason why they're thinking about that age. So I don't think I could. Ever marry any of them, 
But I just don't see any seriousness in regards to marriage because I don't think they would want to have sort of cooperation in regards to the things they did in the past because they probably feel like whatever is the right thing because they're getting the aim and result. If you look at the page, I mean, it just adds to that. Um, the only thing we just say is, uh, but as far as marriage, I feel like we'll get divorced in six months <laughs> because <laughs> just, well, they're you and not, not them. I feel like once you get to a certain period of, of, and of, of age, especially when it comes to, you know, a woman, um, I don't really see any change or alteration to, uh, the, that you off all these years. So, because you look at Halle Berry, let's add one more thing. Look at Halle Berry in the you always said it's him and her. So I don't feel like you have a potential accountability. I think his Wi Fi is lagging. Yeah. Yeah, it is. So, so I, I will say this real quick. What? Josh, why you say they're in their prime? I I need to know that first. Oh, to make it more difficult, like I said, it, they, they're in their prime. Holly Berry and Swordfish was in her prime. Okay. Uh oh, oh, you're talking about back in their prime. You're not talking about right now. Correct. Okay, okay. So you're not talking about right now they're in their prime. You're talking about while they were in their prime. Oh, okay. Yeah, Ali Berry's still bad, by the way. <laughs> oh, of I, that's what I'm saying. Of course. She is, but I was of saying, course. like, she she was in her prime a while, like prime person. Look, I'm gonna be real. I, mm. <laughs> uh, so I, I I'll be honest. I love me some Halle Berry. I would marry I, in her prime. I would have married Halle Berry. Hmm. Uh, Neil Long. I probably would have. No, I, I I probably would just. I mean, ignore and leave her alone would be Stacey Dash. But it's a hard. It's a toss up between how I, I'll probably want to marry both of them at the same time. <laughs> I I just Stacey Dash is just. She's beautiful, but she she's always gave me those off vibes. Mm. Yeah, um, I'm with you. Stacy's out, definitely. I probably would. Um, I probably would marry Nia and just smash Holly. I feel like I feel like I would just have the fun with Holly, but I feel like Nia would be more of the person that could be my wife. You know, seeing as stuff that they've done in, in their life, stuff like that, or whatever. So. Mm. Stacy has the personality issues, <laughs> you know. I don't know what side of the fence she's on sometimes, you know, politically, religiously. I can't mess with her. I got to go deal with you. Absolutely. So, obviously, I'm going to avoid Stacy Dash as well. Uh, if anything, I would actually use her as bait to attract the other two. 
that 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 might be what I would do a, a diversion tactic if that. But Holly's hey, too secure. She's too secure to attract. And then I think Nia would. I think those are two really strong, secure women. I mean, in their prime, though, they would have a different mindset than they would now. That that's all I'm saying, respectfully. And then yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, yeah, yeah. I would definitely, you know, David Justice, uh, Holly Berry, of course. We just smashing, you know. And then that's even more leverage, <laughs> right? <laughs> and then because, of course, she's from Trenton, Nia Long definitely wifing. Mm. I didn't know she was from Trenton. I'm gonna be real, like. It was, I, I think it was like even five years ago. I was still like looking at Neil Long, like, "Are you married?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and, and there was a boy uh, J Cole said on that one track by Neil Long. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> so Neil Long today, trust me. Oh, <laughs> oh man. Absolutely. So, all right, guys, we're going to end it there. Thank you, gentlemen, for your wonderful gems to the young generation. Thank you, Kelsey, Chloe, Diz, and everyone else in the comments. Appreciate it. And Tony Stark Jr., of course. And we'll see you next week. All right. Peace. Sure, they got me brainless. And I don't want to stand it. I don't know, yeah, yeah. People already eavesdrop if you're out here having dope ass conversations while you're lit. It's like, why not? Why not put it into a podcast? He makes podcasts. He's here outside of the city. Pick his brain. I'm going to just be here. <laughs> He's so silly, Josh. I forgot to laugh. Wow.